Studio. Hey, really quickly, just wanted to let you know that the Inspiring Talk podcast is now available in video format on YouTube. If you'd like to watch this conversation, you can head on to our YouTube channel, Bizay Gautam. While you are at it, show us some love and subscribe to the channel so that you won't miss the upcoming episodes. I'll put the link in the description of this episode. A relationship, like everything else in life, needs self-awareness, needs work, needs effort, and needs patience. A relationship will not fix you. The partner is not your parent. The partner cannot heal your childhood wounds. The partner can support you in meeting your unmet needs, but cannot fulfill all of your needs for you. Being in a relationship might make that journey easy. Somebody is there to constantly cheerlead you from a very good intention, positively. It's great. You know, your journey will be easy. But does that mean that the person will do all the work or the relationship in itself will complete all of your personality? Like, you know, a graph that has gone low. No, people wait for another person to accept them, accept them with all of their flaws without them accepting themselves. From Wine Studio, you are listening to The Inspiring Talk, a show where I bring the conversations with today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you take your life, business and career to the next level. I'm Vijay Gautam and in today's episode, you will learn everything about conscious relationships. Imagine this. You are in a relationship with your partner and this relationship uplifts and empowers you. This is the place of deep intimacy and vulnerability. You feel understood, heard and loved deeply. It makes your life easier. It helps you grow and evolve consistently. For a lot of people in a relationship, this might sound like a fairy tale, but this is possible for you and me and everyone listening. Relationships like any other thing in life require commitment and work. And if you are committed to taking your relationship to the whole new level, this episode is for you. I can say with conviction that in India, the concept of conscious relationship is fairly new. And I'm glad that you are among a few who are exposed to this information. I'm so excited to have Kasturi Mahanta help us understand everything about conscious relationships on the Inspiring Talk podcast. Kasturi is a psychotherapist and relationship therapist who helps individuals create the relationship that we all desire. She goes by Hey Miss Therapist on Instagram, where she shares really valuable relationship content to almost 50,000 audiences. In this episode, we discuss things that you need to keep in mind before getting into any relationship. How to attract the partner of your dreams. Is there a perfect relationship? How to consciously resolve conflicts in a relationship? What are the red flags to look for in any relationship? And how to end the toxic or non-serving relationships? This is the relationship masterclass you have been looking for. Let's dive in. Kasturi, welcome to the show. Hi, Vijay. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. I think it's been a long due thing. So I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. I was browsing through the Instagram and then, you know, one of your posts popped up. And uh, I realized, hey, here's somebody who's, 
who talks about conscious relationship and that between India because I haven't seen many people talk about that. So let's begin there. What is conscious relationship? Conscious relationships, if I have to explain it to you in a very layman language, it would be a relationship where you are self-aware and you understand the nuances of your partner from a aware perspective. Okay, that is what conscious relationships what do you mean aware are. Aware perspective. Aware perspective, as in where you have the ability or the perspective to see things that are happening in a relationship neutrally and not take everything very personally, not put a very ego-based single lens and look at it from a perspective where your partner exists just to please you or, you know, the relationship is supposed to be exactly how you visualized a relationship to be. It might not be that sometimes and not all days are equal days, right? So it's the same with relationships. But we put so much of undue pressure in relationships thinking, oh, that's what they did. Why did they do that? And you know, people would keep on... And by people, I mean like everyone. I think everyone who has or is trying to or is claiming to have reached a conscious level in a relationship has gone through all of these uh, turmoils in their, you know, heads where they keep on overthinking about how relationships are and how they are affecting you like the person in the relationship and you have to really consciously make an effort to understand yourself first because once you understand yourself it will pave the way to understanding the other person it will start paving the way to understanding the other person as a singular person with their own needs and wants not like do jism ek jaan wala concept you know which is what's taught to us for the longest time even like you know a relationship happens you are supposed to like you know coexist and then keep on like doing stuff for each other please each other your entire 24 hours revolves around how to make them happy all of these are not signs of a conscious relationship all of these are conditioned beliefs that we have incorporated into our lives and then we face stress we face turmoil because of these thoughts and then we feel like why is the relationship not getting this way why relationships are not meant for me love hurts love is not meant for me and then we form all of these beliefs right so what i want to introduce to everyone who's listening to my content of course i am not the only one but what we want to do collectively as people who talk about conscious relationships is make people understand that relationships like everything else in life needs self awareness needs work needs effort and needs patience and the moment you start liking a person or get into a relationship is not the end of the relationship it's just the beginning, beginning of it yeah right yeah. so you have to know what to do when to do stuff so that it sustains if you want to see it as a long term thing you will have to know how to proceed you know since you mentioned that people need to work on themselves be aware of who they are and yeah. what are their needs and stuff like that so do you think when we attract somebody in our relationship we attract the person with the similar kind of like belief system or the kind of people that we are or do you think do you attract in like hey you know what like attract like like if you if you are messed up internally you are going to attract another person who is messed up if you are looking for someone else to make you happy because you yourself are not happy then do you think also the other person is feeling the same way interesting interesting question but you know interestingly what happens do we believe that like attracts like i believe that like will only attract like and be sustainable or fruitful for your growth if you know what you want a lot of people it goes you, back to the awareness 
it goes back to the awareness now you might be very broken inside you might have had a very bad relationship in your past and you feel like you attract a person who understands you who does not give you that kind of drama that you faced in your last relationship or something but does that mean you are seeing it from a trauma lens because you haven't healed yourself right yeah. so now what happens is you are looking at that person that person will not give you any of the turmoil that you faced in your previous relationship but when the relationship progresses the first two weeks two months or sometimes even two years the honeymoon phase gets over you start looking at the real person and what they are right you understand that oh now of course in these two weeks two months or two years you are also changing your growth is also happening right but you are unable to take the other person's growth or you are unable to take the other person's perspective because for you it is like i am a very one person one perspective lens i have been operating the same way i was operating 10 years ago if you're still in that stage without healing from your past wounds without healing from the trauma that life has thrown at you and we all go through different kinds of trauma we have to acknowledge accept our wounds and work on them a relationship is not like a bandaid on your trauma mm, right? i think that's very important to understand yeah. yes a relationship will not fix you the partner is not your parent the partner cannot heal your childhood wounds the partner can support you in meeting your unmet needs but cannot fulfill all of your needs for you but how many people get into a relationship totally understanding that i am just going to give selflessly and i'm going to work on myself and then we will see how it goes very rare right that's what we need to understand that if we move in that direction if we move the perspective our perspective for relationship to that direction relationships can sustain from a very beautiful growth perspective where both people are growing understanding and just supporting each other in their journey because what is the point of a relationship otherwise right a lot of people give up on relationships relationships do nothing except to make your life journey easier you have someone you can depend on support and support them selflessly give and take support so if you can conquer that concept which obviously takes time because life is a growth journey right as you grow you need to keep on understanding and analyzing your patterns your objectives and it really helps if you have a partner or you fall for someone consciously who supports this growth journey right instead of getting into a relationship and saying love is love love is this 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 and then fighting and trying to change tweak that other person to fit into your criteria that is what an unconscious relationship is i think that's beautifully explained because a lot of times people think that hey you know what i'm going to fix this person and i'm going to you got to change them. for me yeah yes. i'm going to i got to save them yes. or you got to change for me yes. like yes. you know either this is what's happening or you got to change or this is not happening but the person the authentic self is such then you know then maybe not the right person for you then why are you trying to fix the person right so what's your thought about people wanting to getting into relationship just for the heck of it like hey you know what a lot of my friends have the relationship and i need somebody to you just say that i'm in relationship as well and then eventually you not necessarily are falling consciously and getting into relationship right i believe all our conscious journeys start off unconscious okay so i wouldn't expect anyone for example if we talk about a 12 year old boy or a 16 year old boy or a girl getting into their first relationship i would never expect them to be a very conscious self aware person because life consciously starts happening to us when we live life when we let life happen to us right so when they get into a relationship i'm pretty sure they would 
get into a relationship either for peer pressure, either for initial attraction, and all of that is completely fine. My biggest concern into the generation nowadays is that people are too anxious about I got into a relationship now I have to like you know keep this relationship forever. Is this the person I'm going to be with for the next fifty years? At the age of sixteen, stop thinking about that. That is not the aim. The aim is not to keep a person with you forever. It's not like a jail that you have like you know kept around yourself. It's supposed to be in tandem. If growth's happening, both of you are going in that same journey. You you have the ability to walk in a certain speed together and not like bog each other down or like push each other to different troubles and not be there to support them. That is when the relationship gets difficult, right? But if you're initially starting a relationship, go for it. I would say you will only get into a conscious relationship and understand relationships more if you let relationships happen to you. You cannot be so cautious, like you know. Just yesterday, I was like thinking of this, like you know, we are so cautious about everything. But in some, like for example, driving a car or taking an auto, anything could happen to us in a road accident, right? But do we stop doing that altogether? We don't. So we need not consider this something like you know, like a lot of people they get very devastated with their first breakup, and I understand that is normal, but the perspective here is that. It is okay. You just let life happen to you. That incident is going just to make you grow. Just don't take too grow. much pressure on the on your first relationship yes. itself. Yes, mm-hmm. no, and let that happen. Do not like hurry, or do not like restrict yourself and regret later. A lot of people go on four years down the line, and they would be like, you know, I just wish that would have. I would have let that happen to me. It's only going to make you learn something. If it's hurtful. it's going to make you learn that oh there were certain wounds that i got now or it will show you a real picture of how you were and how the other person is and how to make better choices now what do you need how will you know about your needs if you're never in a relationship and only want to wait till you get into a conscious relationship that can't happen but what i mean to say is embark on the journey give example of some of the needs that people have or look okay. for seek for in relationship yes uh so needs might be something like loyalty honesty financial stability right needs might be caring communicative shows emotions right all of these might be and needs like it's a long list of course everybody's needs will vary but these are some core needs that a lot of people can relate to okay so this is an example of you know how you can understand and for this everybody's needs vary right so you have to think sit down in a quiet place for 10 minutes without a screen right you know without your phone without thinking of other stuff and just think like you know if you have already been in a relationship think what that relationship gave you and what you wanted if it's not there in your life anymore if you're not in a relationship and want to get into a relationship think of all the things you want a relationship to offer it will vary for you it will vary for me it will vary for everyone but to self analyze will give you the power to make the right kind of choices and not like just fall into something you know and say that but i didn't have that irada only yeah may yeah, 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 yeah. you know that happens absolutely. a lot yeah absolutely and i can relate to that a lot because the way i thought about my own relationship is for the longest period of time i felt that i'm not ready for any relationship and i i felt that it's okay for me to at this point of time not feel ready for any relationship right like the first relationship that i had was you know when i was in my early first few years of my college and then you know it got over and then after that like i've never sort of 
gotten into any relationship and nor i sort of took any steps to get into any you know action to get into any kind of relationship and you know when people used to say like hey you know why are you not in relationship and i and i didn't have an answer at that point of time but later on over the period of time i realized that hey and and then i asked that to myself like why am i not in any relationship right now and then on a reflection i realized that i feel that i'm not ready for relationship yet the reason is because i don't want to get into any relationship for the heck of it i want to get in a relationship because i want to do something meaningful not necessarily that i'm going to live with this person forever but it has to be something meaningful which means the person need to have certain values and you know these are my values this is what i bring on the table and this is what this person needs to bring on the table right and then when i felt that oh i think now i have gotten past the phase where i needed to work on myself and you had reached the desired level of reached the desired level yes, where i yes. felt that okay i think i have resolved the things that i needed to resolve internally and now i think open and you know in in sort of getting in relationship i also feel that you know people should also know that hey you know what and i didn't take the any pressure of my friends going out and stuff like that of course i felt bad for, you know seeing like everybody having the relationship and me not having but that doesn't mean that i'm going to go and you know date with you can no date intention. but yeah no yeah. intention of like go and get into relationship mm. yeah but i think that's a very nice thing that you just shared you know understanding your own values now how how were you able to do that i'm just taking your uh, instance for example right how were you able to do that it was because you thought about this you dedicated thought about what a relationship means to me not about let me fall in love because if you think of it from the other perspective of falling in love i think pop culture around us has done a huge favor or like i would say i don't know what to say with the concept of love it is always they always interestingly show the wooing the dating all of these and never like you know how many movies would you remember who have like a husband and wife or like a long term live in couple discussing life mm. because that's boring that's boring yeah right no. it's it's for no use in commercial stuff in commercial cinema who would watch that but everybody is excited about the initial you know going out and having chat with your girlfriend or you know going on bike rides these are the kind of pop culture images that relationship means clearly for you you did not have that kind of pressure in your head but you might be one of the rarest of the rare a lot of people fall into this propaganda this agenda of what a relationship means and the relationship means you have a partner to go to places to to eat and then you know it's chill yeah it's just like that you know because that's what has been pushed the messaging has been that in terms of love all this while yeah you know that's so true because a lot of relationships and the couples that i see and one of the things that i wanted to have like you know i wanted to understand this person really deep like i want to know what her values are i want to understand like how she thinks and you know and i'm not bothered about like what what is your favorite color or you know what's your favorite movie and stuff like that like you know those are the normal conversations that you know people have in the first and i'm not saying that you know you shouldn't know that and all of that stuff yeah of course you know that's important too but like for me i like i want to know this aspect first and then maybe you know obviously i can talk about all of those because if i can't find the alignment yes right yeah yeah the alignment is something that's extremely necessary also a lot of people might you know be questioning when they hear this that but oh you know only alignment doesn't work i would also say here that we are a byproduct of our conditioning we as humans are byproduct of what 
life has thrown at us and how we have survived life right so we our responses our ideas of what love is what care is might vary hugely from a person who has come from a totally different background with totally different conditioning with totally different values and ethics right and still be aligned in some way now there are some easy relationships and there are some hard relationships some easy relationships are like it just keeps on happening you know it's just happening one after the other you know it's all all in alignment it's all in tandem they like this i like this it's all similar it's all like you know there is not much adjustment to made per se between the partners whereas in a sometimes there is a connection there is an alignment but there are a lot of adjustments that needs to happen from both sides right so it's also a choice of where you see and find that alignment in and what you prioritize do you prioritize the ease of the relationship or do you prioritize the alignment the understanding and the growth that you are having while adjusting to the other person right and this hard relationship people can sometimes term as compromise mm. which is like a huge negative term in the entire relationship spectrum oh my god i have had to compromise oh my god will i compromise like these kind of things right but i want to like generally put it out that compromise nothing in the world is negative or positive good or bad it's just a perspective if you can compromise with things that you are okay with maybe it's just teaching you how to be patient maybe it's just teaching you how to be adjusting because as a concept a relationship is a dual form yep it's not something singular so obviously you know you can't compare it to a single person and how he lives life or they live life and how like a couple in a relationship would live like there would be some kind of understanding patience nuances of you know each other's life being transferred here and there and you will have to make that space you know and that's your choice you might willingly choose to not do that and that's completely fine but if you are in a relationship where you're feeling guilt or you know negative because of this then you must understand that all of this is normal everything can propel you towards growth if you give it that space okay you have to like zoom out you are always so near like this to all of our negative problems we are like here okay so i give this analogy to my clients a lot and um, you might have heard of this but i'll uh, tell you so imagine there is a maze like a huge maze and i personally am very scared of maze like alice in wonderland mazes okay like 10 feet 20 feet mazes if you get into there one like you know and you can i don't think without getting scared or like really anxious it will be difficult for you to find the way out because it's a huge maze it's like a huge thing right but on a sunday newspaper there is a maze column right where you have to go from one end to the other you have to like exit you can do that so easily with a pen and paper right why is that it's because you're the top view like a zoomed out view macro right? view hmm. you have to get out of certain things at points to understand you have to take like a deeper bigger birds eye view perspective of the problem sometimes because we are so close and so up close and glorifying that negativity or like the things ups and downs that we have in our life sometimes it's difficult for us to get out of that maze it scares the hell out of us okay that's what i feel about that at one point you know and i i'm again sharing this and i i'm sure a lot of people feel this way it's like you know getting desperate to get in relationship and i was at this event okay and we were 
really having a very close knit sort of discussion on what's bothering you and then you know this came out as one thing like hey you know what i want to get into a relationship it seems like i'm not getting into any relationship or whatever right and then one of the people in that group gave me a really interesting thought that um hey you know what it seems that you are very desperate to get in a relationship and if you go with this desperation in any relationship it's highly likely that the other person is equally desperate interesting so what do you tell to people who are desperate to get in relationship we i know we talked briefly about like you know people wanting to or getting in relationship for the heck of it but what do you tell like hey if you're too desperate or if you're really wanting to have a relationship like what is it that you should be doing before you sort of get in any relationship or even look for anyone to go on a date or right right i think the first thing if somebody comes with this that kind of a desperation to me honestly i would question them about the why why first of all tell me what does a relationship mean to you we have a lot of narratives about how relationships look like and what the relationship should be for us it's very important to know what the person is feeling that the relationship can change in their life and i'm pretty sure they feel that some huge change will happen once they get into a relationship but it's the same thing as you know looking for happiness in something and not finding happiness there because you know we feel we want that we want that new car oh people are going to respect me more that doesn't happen you know they get the new car somebody gets a bigger car then what happens we are basing our self worth our respect our confidence upon somebody else that is what i feel the person would be feeling if he is desperate to get into a relationship he is suffering from low self esteem he has low self worth and he feels like a relationship or a partner in their life can change it which if they get into that relationship in that mindset they might very well and it's not necessarily that that person will be also that desperate maybe that person likes that kind of emotion that the other person shows in desperation people may not understand that as desperation for somebody as from the opposite sex or like whoever they want to date right now once that initial you know novelty of the relationship wears off the void that is created you know for the self esteem and self worth where, where does that go that cannot be filled by a relationship or somebody else you will still have to work for on yourself for that for your confidence to feel confident without your partner would you like you know tag your partner along everywhere where you go not possible right so i think these are the kind of questions i would ask this person really first yeah. and you know try and analyze that what is the void that they are actually trying to close or trying to like shut what what is that gap if they understand that that yeah being in a relationship might make that journey easy somebody is there to constantly cheerlead you from a very good intention positively it's great you know your journey will be easy but does that mean that the person will do all the work or the relationship in itself will complete all of your personality like you know a graph that has gone low no you know you have to work on yourself and that is something i would like genuinely ask everybody to you know also analyze on their own like what is missing in them and sometimes you know we just get irritated or you know we get frustrated at our partners or somebody that we are dating or somebody that we like or we are talking to because we feel triggered because you know they showed us some kind of a mirror that we have that lacking we need to heal. Yeah. you know mm. and we can't take that so that's that yeah i think that's really interesting you you said like low self esteem and not having the confidence in yourself 
whether to go out or ask somebody out or whatever that is right and i can so relate with that because i had to work a lot on my own self acceptance before anything else right i told you like i felt that i was not ready and a major part of it was because i was not able to accept myself the way i am emotionally and you know physically whatever that is right so I, when the moment i started going on this journey of accepting myself and putting myself out the way i was like hey this is who i am and then i realized a lot of people started feeling like people in the friend circle they started feeling hey, we see that you're getting more and more confident by the day and i was doing nothing else but i was just becoming myself and and i'm, I'm internally i ex- accepted myself okay this is who i am and i think that is so important for people to accept themselves accept yourself and and the most beautiful part of acceptance is that you don't have to accept your flaws you can work on them na but acknowledge your flaws acknowledge your flaws absolutely right? and then you feel like oh i am not confident enough do something that will make you more confident you know a lot of people have uh, external you know insecurities about their body about the way they look you know your entire body and your mindset is telling you you know this is something that i'm not com- confident in help yourself help yourself do something that's you know going to help you in your journey it's going to elevate you do that people wait for another person to accept them accept them with all of their flaws without them accepting themselves mm. a relationship cannot sustain like that absolutely do you think there is something called as a perfect relationship do you think that exists i wish but no <laughs> no there is no such thing as a perfect relationship a relationship may have its perfect moments but a relationship journey cannot be perfect if it's perfect and if somebody is in a perfect relationship i think you are idolizing the relationship you're putting that relationship on a pedestal you're putting your partner on a pedestal and refusing to even acknowledge or even see their flaws because you feel like if you see them it's the end mm-hmm. a real conscious relationship means that you understand the person from a perspective that they are human just because you love them or you adore them or you're married to them or you're dating them does not make them superhuman does not make them god you have to identify understand and accept those person's flaws and work on your own not try to work on their flaws not push them to do all of that you can only support them yeah perfect relationships don't exist perfect moments do mm, yes. i love that you also mentioned about the childhood wounds and you know healing and stuff like that right so i found this concept of attachment styles very very interesting and how people have a lot of different attachment styles and i think there are four right like major four kind of attachment styles in relationship so first explain to everybody who's watching or listening this that what is attachment style and what are those four different kind of attachment styles and you know how can people move from some of those attachment style to maybe more of a secure style right. of attachment which is right one right. of those four yeah so thank you for asking this question this is a very informative and it intrigues me a lot personally as a person who has been you know doing this for a while now john bolby was an american psychologist who introduced this concept following an experiment that he did in hospital quarters okay so what did john bolby do john bolby went to the maternity section of a hospital and did an experiment on how do kids behave when their primary caregivers or parents leave the hospital bed and go away for some and there were different reactions of different kids they might have been in different pain or like if they were okay how the reaction was that 
once he started uh, you know accumulating the research he found that there were four types of attachment that can be mainly categorized in any codependent or like parent child and that translates to adult relationships as well okay so the first like in no specific order there are just four ones and it attaches on a spectrum now before i you know get into this i would like to clarify that you need not put yourself in a box if you identify yourself as one attachment styles exist on a spectrum coexist yes mm. they it's a huge thing attachment is this if it's this graph then there's they are all scattered in this you do not have to put yourself into one box and be like you might have a little bit of this and a little bit of that yes you stuff. might yeah. be, you mm. might be, mm. okay so one very common style of attachment that was seen with children which translates onto adult lives is anxious attachment style now what happens in anxious attachment style you are constantly worried about the relationship you are constantly worried about your partner cheating on you you are constantly worried about the worst in the relationship you are constantly wanting to spend time you are leaving everything else to just be in the relationship in the fear maybe mm. of what happens if i don't give them enough time now again i'll not get into the why because there's a lot of analysis to every section every spectrum but what i would say that there is anxious which is like that you know there's a lot of emotions and people get anxious with their partners in the relationship then there is the avoidant the avoidants are basically people who can be categorized as not willing to show love or show emotions they would be the last one to pick up a fight they would be not very vocal with their you know feelings yeah they like you they love you but they wouldn't like keep on giving huge grandiose gestures you know mm. and they would in a fight they would feel bad but they would maybe shut down because they would get overwhelmed by the emotions and do not want to engage in a fight okay so that's how avoidant attachment style works they try to avoid conflicts yes, as the name suggests they avoidance and because they are avoiding conflicts they are avoiding good parts also right so you know where it could have been something lovely lovely they don't do that they do not feel okay doing it they are not at ease doing it right and then there is the disorganized attachment which we call the avoidant anxious attachment which is a mix of both as explained like you know sometimes these people this type of people with these kind of attachment styles can be very confused because sometimes they want to you know give it their all and on other times when they don't get that reciprocation they might shut down mm. like an avoidance okay mm. so a mix of both is that and then the last one is the secure attachment style secure attachment style if we correlate it to the experiment john bolby did these children were sad when their parents left they felt lonely when their parents left but when the parents came they got reassured they understood that oh now my caregivers are here i can be normal again okay so what happens in secure attachment style you get sad you have your bad days you have like you know your relationship ups and downs but you can communicate you can express your feelings and you can understand your emotions and you can understand why they came from and express them communicate them to your partner that gives you more space to resolve conflicts instead of you know making up stories in your head and you know thinking about why this not did not happen or being hurt in silence and un- thinking that the partner does not understand me so these are the four attachment styles what we can aim to do as an anxious one if you are 80% anxious you might be 10% avoidant 10% secure still 
otherwise you know how is the relationship going on but what we want to do is we want to bring it to like a 40% anxious 60% secure then we you know we exist on that spectrum it's not that you know once you learn some certain tricks and then you become secure and you know and anxiety and avoidance will never happen in your life it's not like that mm-hmm. it's like so the idea is to move to more secure relationship yes yes it's to move to like a major major secure and so that when the anxiety or the avoidance does strike we can regulate it it does not have to be like a earthquake in the, in the relationship mm. so what are the people who are in a secure attachment style what are some of the traits that they would exhibit in a relationship as i mentioned before like you know attachments when you have a secure attachment style it's not like you will not feel pain you will not feel happiness and you will be like a saintly person in not a relationship not necessarily maybe you don't need the requirement to like call and check every hour where are you right. and what's right. happening and so i'm coming to mm. that uh so if you're worried okay you haven't gotten a call from your partner for the past 12 hours you're worried you call them they do not pick up an anxious person here would be like oh my god this is a dialogue that will happen in the head okay oh my god are they with someone else what are they doing are they doing something and i am left out here anxious dialogue okay and avoidant would be why did i call two times now they will think i am desperate i shouldn't have called only i should have let them you know call me why would why did i do that i shouldn't have oh my god what a creep what will they think now i should like they will only silence their phone or like put it on dnd and then go to sleep because they don't want to get involved to be known as vulnerable you know that is avoidant dismissive again like you know disorganized can be both sometimes they are exhibiting anxiety sometimes they are exhibiting avoidance now in that similar situation a secure person would be like calls does not get an answer right so they leave a text that hey i am worried about you i haven't heard from you for the past 12 hours let me know when you see this i just want to know if you are okay now a secure person dialogue is not like what is she doing what are they doing where are they no i am worried i it will this help this is what me. i feel and i'm going to let you know this is what i'm feeling and that's why like, yeah mm. and you just reply and there will be no like fights after that i am not like doing this only to gain like one reply and then the moment you reply i'll blast on you no they will be regulated their emotions do not you know completely are dependent on the other person's actions or doings so that is how a secure attachment would look like in practical life mm, i think that's a great example I, i'm sure people who are listening to this are already learning a lot on the you know different attachment styles and <laughs> i'm the, i'm i'm hoping yeah, so yeah yeah and the relationship as well um so let's talk about conflicts in relationship um and uh, like you said perfect relationship doesn't exist which means there's conflict in every relationship and the only difference is how couples handle conflicts right right, right. um so is there a framework or maybe a sort of or or perspective that you want to share on how people can sort of deal with conflicts is there a prerequisite in any relationship that needs to go in when they are setting the foundation of relationship to make sure that the whenever there is conflict that arises then this is how we are going to deal or like how do people deal yeah so everybody now again has different ways of dealing with conflict right but regardless of now we are not like you know into the conversation that how two different people are different but i'm talking about a general framework of how conflicts look like in a relationship okay the major reason why a conflict would occur in a relationship is because relationships are supposed to show you your shadows 
relationships are like a mirror into something that you do not want to see because relationships are so close knit relationships are so personal so intimate the more you give the more you can also see and it really triggers people it really triggers you because everybody else who you're not in a relationship with maybe it's like acquaintances colleagues family they would maintain that one single distance where they would know that i'll not cross this line and you know they will also not cross that line it's kind of like okay this is your life that is my life what happens that in a relationship that line gets blurred values goals ethics lifestyle everything starts getting merged right one big element that goes missing and a lot of people have irreparable conflicts that lead to separation breakups is loss of respect mm. why do such conflicts not happen with friends and colleagues on a day to day level because an unspoken level of respect and a boundary exists very important first to have some boundaries in your relationship how do you set that we set that by boundaries are what boundaries are basically things that you are comfortable in you would just be i have set a marked an area and in this area i'm comfortable i would think twice if somebody tries to snatch that comfort from bazin yeah right mm. so that is a boundary you set your boundary like you do not want somebody to talk to you in a very loud voice right and it can be your partner it can it, it is boundaries are applicable to any kind of relationships okay so you can go simply like you know saying you are in the middle of a heated argument so heated does not necessarily mean everybody will everybody was listening or watching the moment i say heated will have a different vision of what a heated looks like for them loud hmm. what yes what a heated looks like you know for me as a person who would understand relationships would be that heated means that i am being shown something or i am being told something that i do not want to hear i am hmm. reacting it's a very reactive fight okay so we are not responding i'll come to that that what's the difference there but now i'm reacting and the other person is also reacting and i'm not being able to stop myself to say something the other person shouts it so what will i say is if you raise your voice at me one more time this conversation is over and we'll have to find another time to do this conversation because i'm not going to indulge mm. with a conversation with you when you are raising your voice mm. i am not stating that oh my god why are you so loud are you stupid you know which is the initial reaction that a lot of people will give be like why are you shouting are you stupid are you this are you that name calling abuse happens immediately because we are being reactive reaction is what there is an external stimulus we react we do not think reaction is without thinking conflicts when conflicts happen this happens a lot that everybody says like both parties are saying things without even thinking they are just trying to you know love what is raising your voice raising your voice is just like i am more powerful more powerful yeah. i am towering over you now so you mm, it's Better, that kind yeah. of an attitude right Sh- shut down yeah yeah it's mm. animalistic almost yeah. mm. but what are we as humans we are different na we have to like take two moments if i'm like shouting why am i shouting though do people ever think that way no because they, all they want to do is i'm more powerful i'm more powerful are if you are so powerful then it should be okay why are you guys fighting fighting also has this underlying thing that we love each other i want you guys to understand me there is a bid for connection there you know but there is huge disparity that people want to be powerful also people want to be vulnerable also you have to choose one first you know do that and then conquer the second thing 
you can't do both at the same time but respect boundary respond instead of react in a conflict really helps one tip that i'll give you which changed my life i want to give it out to everyone who's listening in terms of conflicts is to implement i statement mm. okay imagine i'll give you another example now i come home and my partner has left all the dishes in the sink from last night in my head i was expecting that oh my god when i enter the kitchen the kitchen will be spick and span so my expectations have gone for a toss so i get triggered first of all let's understand my thought process i got triggered because i thought that he will do it mm, my expectation was not met these made, are yeah. unspoken expectations yeah. right that i'm already feeling that this is what they should do but who are these they what is the should right first that secondly i go to the other room and i blast out at him you know that i thought you know you know the kitchen is always unclean you are such a always. dirty person mm. right you are like you know so careless you are ah oh, i am so irritated you know all of this you know we go into this you know dialogue and of course the other person will get defensive but like you do that every day that's fine one day i kept it because i was working you know i had a meeting i had this i had that you are stupid you are crazy you are dirty and the relation relationship like that vulnerability and intimacy at that point of time would totally go to a toss right it's only conflict 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 and some people have the ability to you know actually take this conflict and make it into like a month long conflict of yeah, that a right? lot of people do that yeah yes so now what i want you guys to do and i'm pretty sure everybody has faced this kind of a scenario it's bad yes i feel sad for you that the kitchen is not clean okay first yes it is bad secondly i know it's hard to you know do dishes cleaning dishes at 8 o'clock in the night after you're tired after a long 12 hour shift understood sit down pour yourself a glass of water see what your partner is doing and tell him or her or them or whoever that i feel very anxious if the dishes are left in the sink overnight i feel it's hygienically you know not very good there might be you know other stuff or whatever your concerns are and whatever you feel like you know is bad in that entire thing but you know what i did here i took it all upon myself that i feel anxious i am not name calling or charging the other person you tell them and this works leaps and bounds i'm mm, telling you beautiful yeah i statements you versus i statements instead of saying you just start your sentence and if you can't think na how you can tweak your you to an i what will you say because that way you are being vulnerable and you are also naming your own emotions in that process that why do i get so jittered or frustrated when i see you know plates in the sink and your partner will listen to you any person if you charge at them they'll get defensive you will have to also communicate in a way with patience and respect right that the person listens and the next time he'll do it they'll do it why not but at least try this and i'm pretty sure it will work wonders for all of your relationships in office in at home in family wherever i think that's a really really great tip um you know using i statements and sharing and also i feel it's also about sharing how you feel and just say that hey you know what this is what i'm feeling right now and then let the other person figure out like how yes. they can probably 
not trigger that again and you know make yes, you feel correct, that way correct and also you know when you say that when you keep on like expressing that now again a lot of people have a lot of questions right but i keep on saying that that never changes then it's a sign that mm. you are trying to change something that might not be changed or cannot be changed and also sometimes it could be the you know the things that you are expecting and you are getting triggered can be sometimes be unreasonable as well yes and then the other partner can say hey you know what i understand where you're coming from but also i think don't you think that's a little unreasonable okay i'm um okay in sort of making sure that this doesn't happen but also, also i feel that you need to maybe you know be less sensitive about this or maybe you know i mean yes yes you are right this is a correct perspective because a lot of relationships especially modern times we see that a lot of people have their own preconceived notions that this is how it should be and if it's not like that it's bad they are bad people they are this they are that and you start labeling them what are we doing there you also there is no neutrality na there is black and white in your head there is should and shouldn't are those persons should and shouldn't like you know matches your should and shouldn't have you ever discussed that maybe not maybe you know in that same dish washing example maybe you are thinking you are getting more triggered because you felt like you know you should have a partner who takes care of the house has feminine energy around the house it might have been anything that is why when we talk you know talk therapy is so interesting that way that the first layer problems sometimes are just problems they are just like just problems you can like write them down crumple that paper throw that away there are internal triggers of why you feel triggered you might remember a lot of this happens and you know i'm giving a very generic but real life example of how women sometimes feel that they are living their lives of their mothers you know they are investing too much in the relationship and you know nobody is listening to them that might not be their realities but they are living the realities of their families the conditioning of their families hence it's very important to heal from other trauma that you might have felt in your life you know because that creeps on onto the most intimate relationship which is your romantic relationship right so yeah yeah so to add to you know this conflict thing which i think for you to resolve the conflict what i could you know understand from what you've shared among all the other things is you need to have a very clear communication and you need to be willing to have the difficult conversations in the relationship absolutely right absolutely. so how do you have those difficult con- conversations like do you just walk up to someone and hey this is what i want to talk or do you take a time see the person what mood the person is in how do you how do you do that or maybe sometimes like hey i'm going to have it on text or maybe you know i'm like hey can we not do it on text and maybe let's do it on over call how do you initiate and have the difficult conversation yes again great question uh because i feel we all need to learn how to have great con- uh, difficult conversations right we need to learn how to have difficult conversations because we have not seen most of us growing up have not seen difficult conversations happen we do not know we have no clue we feel first except for some uh, people who might have very vocal parents or like very open families a lot of the population in india still has not maybe you know seen a difficult conversation happen without abuse without stonewalling stonewalling is something that you know when a person is entirely silent and refuses to talk for like maybe a month or two or like weeks without crying without external emotions coming out in a very very negative way but there is a way to do difficult conversations 
just like the example you stated you know some people prefer to do this over text i feel one huge reason why people want to do difficult conversations over text is that they want to put out their perspective but they are refusing to listen to yours because if you meet face to face it's going to be a two way street na and are you in the mindset or in the capacity to listen to what the other person has to say maybe maybe not you know one good way to do a difficult conversation is to first list your intentions your intentions need to be correct your intention is not to bash the other person's personality or character up your intention is to have a solution to the conversation if it's a difficult conversation there is a problem na so we need to solve the problem first the mindset should be that not like i have listed down these 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 faults of 10 other things that they did and now i'm going to this is the right you know this is the right time frame to do that no have the right intentions if you want to solve the problem get into the conversation otherwise i would say if you have frustration if you want to rant take a journal and write everything before talking the moment you write everything you will realize how some of your thoughts are so nonsensical because they are just thoughts na not every thought has to be true they are just fleeting things in our brain you know not everything your partner might make sense out of it and not everything will fulfill or propel your relationship towards growth so first is intention second is to have the right time and yes do it face to face okay a person burdened after a 12 hour shift or like you know 24 hours of constant working cannot come home to oh my god this is such a bad relationship this is what you did the conversation is obviously going to fail okay and doing it at the right time with the right intention very important and one thing that really works again like i'm giving you another tip here is what i like to introduce my clients to as the feel good sandwich so what is a feel good sandwich a feel good sandwich is one complaint or one thing that you want to talk about which might be negative sandwiched between two things that you appreciate about your partner so you talk you start the conversation by saying hey you know i really appreciate you helping me out on the weekends but you know what i am tired of you know being the only person who does work throughout the other 5 days i feel lonely i feel tired i feel exhausted and i have no time left to focus on my own growth but i know that you know we can figure out something about this because i find you very le- level headed and very stable and you will have an outsider perspective on this situation of mine so let me know how to solve this problem this is how a conflict would be like you know in this way you are genuinely expressing yourself and you are appreciating the other person's ability when in a conflict we tend to forget and we t- tend to take like you know who is the correct one who's not the correct one but at the end our aim is to find a solution so again incorporating that perspective into our conflicts would make our conflicts any day much more empowering to us and help us stepping stones to build our relationship more stronger the foundation would be more stronger if we start having conflicts in this way mm, mm. and an occasional burst is fine i mean again like there is no pressure to keep on doing this only it needs to be organic but you need to know what are the tools what are the tricks what are the tips that you can use right in order to make a relationship healthy and these things again like you know in relationship therapy or relationship coaching this is what we do we equip people to understand there are techniques this will fall under the category of a communication technique right 
how to build intimacy how to build vulnerability right all of these have certain ways that we can do it but of course we are not taught this so everybody is known to you know expected to just know about all of this mm. but we don't know about all the theorems of gravity without having like you know read them in school so how are we expecting people to know about these without having any prior information or education about it you know so that's why all of these things are important it'll make your relationship life so much more easier to have this perspective which people don't usually interesting so just to add to this the other thing that i want to ask you is sometimes let's say there is something that you didn't like in a partner and you got triggered and i'm talking more from let's say not on like the day to day everyday stuff but maybe something some of their habits or something like anything like you know some of their trait or something and you got really annoyed and then you don't want to invalidate their feeling or you know how they feel at the same time you want to sort of convey it in a way that they don't feel invalidated at the same time sort of so what i'm trying to ask is like how do you make sure that your partner doesn't feel invalidated right invalidated of, any, of their emotions yeah dismissed dismissed right? of their emotions Mis- yeah misunderstood misunderstood yeah right of their emotions one liner best way to do it i don't understand this but i support you nand sometimes our partners are not looking for our solutions maybe they and i might not be the right person to give every kind of solution to my partner they need to take outer help friends help colleagues help whenever required right but what i can do as a partner as a conscious partner say that i might not understand this but i support you nonetheless i will be there if you need me this is something that can be very accepting very validating and very comforting to hear from a partner so what are the, some of the red flags that people you know should look out for in any relationship hmm again this uh, topic is i think much much discussed but um if i have to tell you like about red flags i would first be very wary of extreme connection that would be something that you know so there is a difference between authentic love and trauma bonds okay that's a huge concept again but i'll just like touch the surface slightly authentic love is something that we are talking about okay something that you know you can respond to something that you can support grow evolve over time whereas trauma bonds might look like very electrifying very great and then it fizzles off suddenly and you are left wondering what happened what went wrong sometimes extreme initial connections where you feel like oh my god we are soulmates we are like you know so connected where were you all my life might not be the best connections for you because we are putting we are unable to see anything negative in the relationship we are just like oh my god this person was meant for me mm you're in the infatuation yes it's too much and we get deviated by the initial mental intimacy or physical intimacy and we just lose track of what our boundaries were what our needs were are they in alignment and just focusing on the extreme connection and that is not something that's sustainable initial connection only happens because we both are trying to know each other once that knowing kind of like you know goes a little like the graph like you know decreases what is left in the relationship you can't only keep on knowing the relationship right so an initial extreme initial connection is always a red flag okay you have to give it time to build up you can't fall in love with a person in 2 days that's a connection yes 
that's an infatuation yes and that is an attraction yes that might be authentic for you you might feel genuine like attraction but conscious love is a journey okay so that is that is one thing as a red flag i would say another red flag would be to have or get signs of dishonesty but still manipulate your own self thinking otherwise you have clear like signs that this person is dishonest like for example you find the person who is committed to you in like a affair for example right or cheating or like texting other people with the intention of you know striking a conversation a romantic conversation or like a sexual conversation it might be any anything that actually what what your relationship has and what you feel as boundaries in the relationship now some people are in open relationships and relationships without any boundaries or name that's great for them if that works for them but if you're in traditional setup where you need commitment loyalty trust in that person and a person and you get signs that you know this person is uh, not you know it's crossing that boundary and you know doing something else which does not align with me people still give on chances you know give keep giving chances in order to there may be different fears of not losing the relationship or you know xyz fears might might be there of why a person does not want to lose the relationship but i think if you want a committed relationship disloyalty is a huge red flag and once you see it i think we should always step back no we should be like okay i have seen this i do not want to see where this is going some people want to be like no i want to see now what they will do why do you want to do that you have already gotten a sign to step back that is another red flag i would say and uh, third red flag i would say not being able to express emotion a lot of us are used to that especially in indian setups men especially are meant to portray themselves as if i don't care mere ko farak nahi padta you know but inside bahut farak padta hai my entire thing with women of this generation or people who want to date men is that if you f- be strong about your opinions and your needs do not get into a relationship thinking that this will change because it's a journey a person can truly change yes if he wants not if you want okay so not being able to express emotions and a lot of women want that and later are like but he doesn't express emotions and i'm unhappy because you ignored that it was a non negotiable for you and you ignored that at that point and you were like no it's okay he will one day because we also believe in the saying a lot that pyar bahut kuch badal sakta hai love has the power to you know do a lot of things it might be true you might be like 10% people might be agreeing with like ha badal sakta hai but for a lot of us not being expressive is a thing that we you know have as have in childhood and because of certain reasons and until and unless you are comfortable to do it or you know have a personal growth it will remain the same for a lot of people so if you have the chance to you know see it and make a choice then make a choice that will you know save you from future turmoil is what i'm trying to say so yeah i think these are three red flags that people should watch out for you know what you're doing here kasturi yeah all these bollywood fantasy of what a relationship looks like <laughs> and you know happily ever after you're just spoiling that do you, do you <laughs> I know, realize that i know i'm such a like huge bummer when it comes to like you know and i'm a huge die hard shahrukh khan fan and i love romance 
and you know what interestingly i'll tell you like i started off my instagram reel if you look at my first reel which please people don't look at it but <laughs> uh, since i've already mentioned now it i started with the concept of dissing bollywood songs like you know uh, ddlj for example what did they show like this casanova guy rips her undergarments off her own body and the person is supposed to like love you if that happened like in real life outside you would like been be- beaten up by a mob <laughs> like what's happening right and this i saw this was like a 1998 movie or 1992 movie right it's really young when i watched that and shahrukh khan was like the man of my mm. dreams <laughs> and for the longest time i grew up believing that oh when i couldn't wait to get into a relationship because the moment i get in a relationship things like these will happen these will happen yeah and it did happen for the first two years of my first relationship it did happen mm. because as i said i did not want to see the bad because i knew at the moment i saw the bad i knew i'd be settling i'd be compromising and i'd feel i did not want to do all of that and i would like you know feel deterred from the relationship so i put my relationship on a pedestal and i was like oh wow beautiful this is what you know love and romance is but the definitions of love and romance for bollywood is so skewed so skewed that um i like my job as a uh bollywood disser bollywood pooper <laughs> i don't know what to say this but um, yeah i like my job that yeah. way i think we need more fresh ideas of how modern time romance and dating is recently i watched like you know modern love stories or something you know yeah it's really interesting right it's got completely different perspectives on New you know what a relationship can be yeah yes yeah very close to what happens in very real close, life yeah. very close and yeah. still maintaining a kind mm. of commerciality yeah very close these are things that we want we want more people to be portraying all of this because you know why i'm constantly talking about pop culture is because bollywood is such a huge influence actors are such a huge influence they feel like if that is what is been portrayed on real screen this is what should be happening give us more real stuff and we all know everybody's family is inside we all know what we are struggling with but that's never shown you know hmm why do people are scared so much of getting out of the relationship i see a lot of people hey you know what vijay i have been in this relationship for like 5 years and now i can get out of it because i'm too scared to let yeah. go of this yeah. even though this person does not trust me this person abuses me emotionally or maybe manipulates me or or i strongly feel that we have grown apart in the past 5 years but still i just can't let go of this person why are we so scared yeah. of letting go of the relationship that are not serving us it is very difficult to let go of relationships especially if we talk of committed relationships marriage or long term relationships okay and this is everywhere this is not only in india this is in every part of the world that people find it very difficult to let go of relationships first of all because we get into the relationship with the notion that it's going to last forever this is it that is how we get into it so whenever we say this is it now there is no scope for us to be like this might not be it let me you know look at all of this and grow and ask my partner to grow no it's mostly functioning with the belief that this is it now whatever is coming your way take it handle it whatever it is bear in silence because this is it you only said na this is it we are very hard on ourselves also we are like you chose this person now it's diffi- different for you know arranged marriages though huh you know arranged uh, you know setups where you know there might be a lot of resentment for the people who arranged it 
then and i feel like relatively is much more easier to somehow not have that connection in an arranged marriage and get out of it also that also i have seen but sometimes you know when you have make that choice on your own and even it this need not you know translate to marriage even in a long term commitment where people might not be married and still be together for like the past 10 15 years it's very difficult for us to leave it's because we how could we be so wrong first that's the initial thought and we do not want to be wrong so we say we'll try more we will try more we'll try more but if any of you guys who are listening to this or anyone that you know of is in a difficult abusive relationship first of all i would always ask you to acknowledge that yes it's a difficult time and speak to someone that is very important because the moment you speak you get a lot of perspective about what is actually going wrong what is it that can be done and what is it that might not happen and you are just idealizing in your head right so that and one major reason why people find it very difficult is because dependence this i especially see with the females in our country they would bear a lot of stuff because they are dependent they have kids with the person now they are dependent financially in every sector they are dependent and you always you know if you are facing abuse you need to acknowledge it you need to speak it out because you know nobody can help you without you asking for help these are very intimate situations like these right so if a person is willing to leave they can always come to a counselor or a therapist with a mental health uh, background who can help them identify what kind of abusive relationship they are in and find a game plan or like an exit plan for them you know how to exit it if they really want to do so obviously there will be consequences living in the relationship also has consequences leaving the relationship will also have consequences that goes without saying so instead of being afraid of taking the next step the most saddest thing that we do to ourselves is not take any action don't be in a limbo go somewhere if you are in a bad situation right now there are two paths in front of you one is to separate the other is to work on it then work on it genuinely these 5 years you have worked on it nothing is coming out of it then change your work methods do something that you haven't tried before do anything that you feel that you know will help you resolve it and then give it your best shot and if it can't happen give yourself a deadline and then get out of it if you want to get out of it go ahead but be sure that you will need to get everything that you had been supported you will need to do it for yourself first you will have other people talking up behind your back which happens in every society right but people talk about you behind your back anyway doesn't matter whether you are in a relationship or not but the worst that you know most people do they are in limbo they are inactive they are scared of action except go 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 in a way i'm not saying that you have to separate or you have to work on it it's your choice but do something so one of the concepts that i was recently introduced to is that every relationship has its purpose whether that relationship is trying to teach you something or whether that person came to your life because you needed to learn a few lessons or maybe you needed a bit of a growth in your life and you went together on that journey and then when the relationship comes to an end that means the purpose of that relationship is served and also you, have, you know i see i've seen that you have also created a, a reels on the similar or reel or maybe a carousel on instagram recently where you said about relationship come with an expiry date or relationship happen expiry so do you believe that 
of course you do that's why you created the reel <laughs> so so, um, yeah. so do you think like you know relationship do have an expiry date and a purpose of relationship and when that's solved it's okay to let go what do you mean when you say you know relationships come with an expiry date um i believe relationships come with an expiry date first of all the inevitable universal truth is that we will die one day and relationships that we have the maya that we have the illusion of having and owning something in the world will end with this okay relationships will inevitably end with our death okay so that is the first reason there may be other reasons why a relationship might end disloyalty abuse right lack of trust not having same growth you know compromise and lack of support from the other person and a person is giving too much not getting much in return so all of these things right our purposes are different our goals are different it doesn't align anymore a relationship can die okay so now what happens a lot why i made that post is because i feel a lot of people in relationships do not live in the present and are worried about the future ke how will i do this in 10 years how will i do this will this be my life in 40 years this is the kind of turmoil that people are facing okay what i want to you know tell people and you know give a perspective is that you absolutely cannot know if the relationship that you are in right now will there will be there in the next 10 years or not because you do not know how you will feel in the next 10 years if you know exactly how you will feel in the next 10 years that means you are letting go of all of your growth you are not growing only if that's a position you want to be in please go ahead and do that but in a conscious relationship that's not what we are aiming for we are aiming to live our fullest lives we are aiming to live our fullest potential how does that come it comes by growth na it comes by li- living life not not living life with the worry that if i do this it will affect my relationship in the wrong way and my relationship won't be there in the next 10 years see the intention of why you have the relationship and the fear in the first place is wrong that intention is not valid you are not caring about your growth you will already be resenting the other person because in the after 10 years you'll be like you are the reason that you know i couldn't grow so what will you do in your 11th year fight so relationships come with an expiry date and i believe in it and everybody should believe in it and not hold on to relationships so strongly as if they are the only one who will take the person with them if they die also can't happen na so live in the present try and do everything that's in your hand to make it better if you're having problems do something to make it better if you're okay with it enjoy without the anxiety of what if this does not last that's not for us to think what we can do is live in the present live in the moment and everything will figure itself out because that's how life is we are all winging it all the time nobody has like a definite plan of how life would be we are just free falling with an idea of where we want to go super i think you know this episode is the one a lot of people who are listening to it right i'm sure they must thinking that hey you know what i wish i heard this conversation 10 years back <laughs> or maybe 15 years back and for the people who are looking at getting into relationship this conversation that you guys just listen to right now is just gold i was introduced to some of the concepts that kasturi shared just a few months back and i wanted to explore more and then that's why kasturi is here but hey this has been such a such an insightful conversation i'm sure 
this is going to change the conversation around how we are looking at relationship yes. how you know people treat each other how they resolve conflicts so oh my god we covered a lot of yes, ground yes we covered a lot and i hope this helps and um, you know honestly the way you said i wish like we all wish that you know we would have heard and spoken about these kind of things before we got into our initial relationship without sharukh khan telling me how a relationship should be which i also thank him for for you know romanticizing our lives yeah. but mm. you know from the conscious perspective we have had no you know talk about that so i'm glad that you know you called me here today and i'm extremely glad to have you know spoken about so many things with you and you gave me a chance to actually you know talk about all of this and these things which really matter from like you know my perspective to everyone else who's hearing and i really thank you for being such a great host and asking the amaz- most amazing questions to me yeah thank you so much and i know that uh, people you know if you go and implement 20% of what you have listened in this conversation your relationship is definitely going to go to the next level because i know that for a fact for some of the things of for instance you know how do you resolve conflict right. to how do you have that those difficult conversations and how do you make sure that you know the other person when you are triggered then how do you convey to your partner like those are some of the really practical tips that people can go and implement um so where can people find you if they want to learn more from you and maybe shoot you an email yes. or maybe text people can find me on instagram my handle is uh, hey miss therapist and you can also shoot me an email you will also find a button on instagram and you can also shoot me an email right now to making couples conscious at the rate gmail.com um and yeah i speak a lot and i have a lot of free gyan to give you guys on instagram <laughs> so please go and follow my page there and um, a lot of valuable gyan <laughs> yes yeah. valuable free gyan i mean it's i think we should thank the internet for that right so that we are being so accessible to everyone around the world and uh, i give out sessions as well uh, so write an email to me or like visit my website it's www.relationshiptherapy.in you can find more info there and uh, yeah you'll know where to find me then i link all of that on the description of this episode but i would highly recommend that you should definitely check her instagram because that's where she posts a lot of content and you know that will also of course now you guys are already introduced to her work to this conversation but you will get to know a lot about her and the kind of stuff that she's putting out on on instagram i think that can be your starting point and if you're somebody who's struggling in re- in your relationship you know she does relationship therapy as well so you know just have a chat with her uh thank you so much kasturi it has been such a such a great conversation thank you so much thank you vijay the pleasure is all mine thank you thank you so much hey thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed listening to this i want you to do two things for me number 1 if you're listening to this on apple podcasts or spotify subscribe to the podcast and give five star ratings This will help me attract more listeners to this podcast and take this information to a wider audience so that we can help more people grow in their life. And second, share this episode with at least 3 people in your network who you think need to hear this episode. Maybe someone struggling with the relationship in their life. You never know, just by sharing this episode, you can help them transform their life. Be that person who helps other grow in their life. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.